Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, I have, look, we have discussed this LeBron, Polinka, Clutch, Lakers dynamic at length over the course of the week. The last couple episodes have had to do more with the basketball aspect of this, but I was kind of sitting around today thinking of something that I hadn't really said or hadn't really heard uh, much over the last week or so. Uh, So I'm going to explain to you guys why one could maybe be somewhat optimistic about the Lakers organization moving forward after and partly because of this last week. If we are to take away from this last week or so that, yeah, everybody is trying to distance themselves from the offseason that was uh, back in August or July or feels like 2015. <laughs> but uh, if we are to take away from that or notice that people are trying to separate themselves from the decisions made and the specific decisions made uh, while taking trying to take credit for some of like the wins of that offseason, uh, we are... One possible reading here is that, well, if you're distancing yourself from something and a lot of people are doing it, it indicates that a lot of people are aware of, okay, yeah, that grand experiment of Russell Westbrook or citing LeBron with a dominant ball handler to alleviate some of the pressure on him Uh, once again, has failed. And so, look, you would rather not have to learn this lesson in the first place or maybe more efficiently, more effectively, learn it and not have to relearn it after the debacle that was LeBron's first season uh, in L.A. when it was literally called an experiment. Remember, Magic Johnson called it the experiment. And after the season... Uh, LeBron James was asked about it, and according to Dave McMenamin, made a fart noise. You would think that back then, the notion of having a ball-dominant player next to LeBron or trying to alleviate that aspect of the game for LeBron would not be something that the Lakers would try again. And they did. And not only did they try it again, but they like quadrupled down, right? At least back then... (laughs) Having somebody next to LeBron was just like Rajon Rondo and, uh, you know, Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram, right? And the creativity that was that existed with, with some of those guys. This time, the Lakers, you know, basically put all that creativity in the one basket here. And it just so happens that that basket can't put the ball in the basket. So, uh, look, we can go over and we have gone over at length why I think the Lakers made mistakes back in the offseason or why I considered them mistakes back in the offseason. But what I find interesting and important here is that the Lakers clearly feel that way too. You always hear it, right? You cannot fix a problem unless people are aware of the problem. There is no fixing a mistake if nobody is willing to admit that a mistake was made. And in the Lakers' own kind of hilarious way that was basically all they have done the last few weeks or so Uh, they weren't able to make a trade because they used all of their assets to go out 
and get Russell Westbrook. And over the years, they have turned their assets into players who did not fit into the concept of the type of team that won a championship a couple seasons ago. Uh, they weren't able to turn Taylor Horton Tucker into something a little bit more win now because they weren't able to or they didn't do enough to provide a situation where THT could flourish and showcase why a team should maybe consider giving up a win now piece to be able to see and bet on THT's future. And, you know, the Lakers, when it comes to how all of these various entities handle failure, well, this was the first test. And, you know, granted, there isn't much, isn't really anything that the Lakers can do about it right now. The entire episode in yesterday's lowdown was explaining why the Lakers are basically going to have to see what they can do with the roster as it currently stands because buyouts aren't really happening this year. And so, like, this is this this is the team. This is the rest of the season in a nutshell is, all right, this isn't getting fixed. Uh, the only way that it gets potentially fixed is if things get so bad that you're looking at addition by subtraction by sending Russell Westbrook home, which, by the way, I don't see happening. So if this is the situation here, and everybody involved with the Lakers is to a certain extent or with certain moves admitting, yeah, we royally forked up this last offseason, then cool. Hopefully, seeing as a lot of the people who made those mistakes this last offseason aren't going anywhere, hopefully this is them acknowledging publicly or, you know, pseudo publicly and to each other, we can't make that kind of mistake again if we are hoping to turn potentially LeBron's last season in LA into one more honest, serious championship run. All right, that's going to do it here for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown. Shorter show today just because it's been like nine days since the Lakers have played. Uh, a basketball game. Fortunately, though, the Lakers are back in action tonight. So we'll see how that game tonight goes. And over the weekend, we will analyze the team as we see it. Look, we saw right after the trade deadline, the Lakers' energy level pick up a little bit. We'll see if after they now know that they have to figure this out without Anthony Davis and while knowing that they are all here to stay, uh, we'll see if that energy level carries over to trying to make this work and keep the boat afloat uh, while AD is out. I'm I'm a little dubious given the the type of schedule that the Lakers have, but you know what? I've been proven wrong before. Not so much this season, but it has happened plenty before. I'm Anthony Irwin, telling you guys. Hey, by the way, check out the Lakers Lounge that Harrison and I did uh, earlier today. That was a really really fun episode, looking at the last week that was and looking ahead at the season that might be. Uh, and then he also told me why my tweet sucks, so you guys would enjoy that. Um, and then later today, Aaron and I are going to be recording The Hook, uh, which goes live normally at around noon or so, uh, your guys' time on the West Coast. Until all of that, I'm Anthony Irwin, saying have a good one.